everyone, it's Kobe. It's Kyle. And we're back with another episode of The Healing Circle. Yay! Before we get started, I want to say uh, thank you and shout out to our Inner Circle fam. What's you guys that? are the best ever. Um, join our Inner Circle. It's $10 a month and you get two bonus episodes. You get mental health resources that I use with my clients. You get to have bomb conversation and community with people who love the Lord and are trying to get their mind right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. So check the show notes. Make sure to check it out and join our little family. Yeah, there's so many benefits. Um, a few people have had their, their credit scores go up immediately <laughs> as soon as they join. One person... Um, they just did like a big chop and they gained not like three inches people. of natural growth in Kyle's their first week. It's crazy. Like as soon as Kyle. as soon as you get in, skin clear up, healthy, people lo- everyone who needed to lose weight, lost weight, everyone who's trying to gain Booty weight, gain big. weight. It's amazing. <laughs> so Um, but yeah, join, 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 join. We can't wait to have you. So today, um, in our last episode, we left off in a little bit of a cliffhanger, and I promise we'll we'll get to it, but I want to make sure that we lay the foundation for um, where I was going and where Kyle was going with that conversation about how retiring our roles in our family systems can then rub up against and cause friction with other people, um, specifically the people in the system, the people that we love and are doing life with. So I don't know about you. But have you ever had a situation where you're in a relationship and you kind of feel like, I'm giving more than this other person. Like, I am much more invested than this other person is. Mm -hmm. Or you feel like, even when this person gives, they give less frequently and they give in a way that is is minimally, you know, um, important. And I'm always making these really big sacrifices. Well, we're starting a new series today, and we're talking about emotional currency. Um, emotional currency is ever-present in every single situation, in every single interaction, in every single relationship we have. Yeah. Um, and because Kyle is like the financial guru today, he's going to take the lead and explain to us um, this translation of this field that he works and is an expert in, um, and how that kind of translates to emotional health and relationships. Um, thank you for calling me an expert. I'm going to add that to my resume. It should um, already be there. It, it, yeah, it's already there. But, um, so yeah, uh, like she said, last week we were talking about retiring a role, right? And um, the consensus on retiring a role is it's needed, it must happen, it's incredibly difficult. And um, because of all that, there's no quick and easy answer on how you do that well. Um, we wanted to jump into emotional currency because emotional currency is the bedrock of every relationship interaction we're always having. It's just like in your phone, like there's background applications that are running all the time just to make the whole thing work. Um, Emotional currency is the background app for your life with other people. So if we're going to help everyone figure out how to retire their role, there has to be a foundational understanding of what's going on even behind the scenes before you can get to this very high-level, complex issue of retirement. Mm. So first of all, just the definition. Um, Emotional currency. What is emotional currency? Well, emotional currency is a medium of exchange for goods and services, specifically emotional goods and services. So what does that look like? Well, think about money. 
Um, hopefully, you have some. I'm trying to get some more. <laughs> we try to get some more. If you want to, if you got too much and you're trying to get rid of it, hit me up. We'll figure <laughs> out how to do that. But think about money. And as you're thinking about money, just think about all the things that you can do with money. You can buy things with money. You can use money as like a medium to trade for different things. So like you can literally buy time with money, right? Mm. You pay someone to do something. They give up hours of their life for this thing mm, and like it has value. Like going on a plane like instead going on of driving. Plane, instead of driving. Yeah. And more than anything, you give someone money, they give you time, and then they take the money you gave them and then they buy something that's important to them. Mm. So it is... It is. It has universal value, even if the value is different for every individual person. Yeah. So what was valuable um, in the person who bought a plane ticket was the, the time to get from point A to point B. But what was valuable to the stewardess on the plane who helped serve and was a part of that transaction, when they get that money, it may be that they can go on a vacation with their friends. And the person that they pay on the vacation may be trying to make ends meet for their family, right? But the same money, the same principle was being used at every step. Yeah. And so it literally makes the world go round. Yeah. If we didn't have money, we'd have something else in its place, but the system and would be And that thing would still be currency. It would still be currency. Yeah. Exactly. Before we had money, we were just bartering for goods and services. So, but money allows you to essentially exchange other goods for different goods um, that don't necessarily directly connect. Mm -hmm. So if you know what money is and you're starting to think about how it works, we're gonna take it one step deeper and then we're gonna come back to the surface and you're gonna start to see how this really does affect everything that you do. There's something called an exchange rate. If you're listening and you're in the US, we use the American dollar. You know what a dollar buys where you are. One, yeah. note that your dollar buys something different based on where you are in the country, mm. right? That thing will be true, that same principle will be true for emotional currency, but we're gonna get there as well. Um, but you know what a dollar buys? You know what a $100 buys, 1,000 and a million. If you live in America and you've only used the dollar your whole life, you may not know what one euro buys. Now, the euro is the money for the European Union. It's a whole bunch of countries that use it. But for this um, example, we're just going to say dollar and euro. And one dollar may translate to two euros. This is not true. It's actually <laughs> much smaller amounts. But just for example, one dollar equals two euros. So if a piece of candy is one dollar in America, it'll be two euros in wherever they use the euro England. in Europe, in yeah. England, right? Now, the same thing has been bought, but some uh, a different amount of currency has been used to buy the same thing. Based on where you are. Based on where you are. So the European, as they're thinking about the price of a candy bar or a jar of milk, they are literally thinking in different terms. Mm. A, a gallon of milk costs five euros. It doesn't cost three dollars. It costs five euros to them. Yeah. They think about... Um, you know, whatever they're buying through their own lens and vice versa. And so what's happening is every single country has a different currency that they use. They all buy the same things, but the amounts are different. And so you have to understand the exchange rate when you're going to interact with someone in a different country. You have to know how many of your currency 
um, produces their currency. Yeah, the equivalent of their the currency. The equivalent of their currency, so okay. that you can buy the same things. Okay. So, this is what's happening in the background for all of us in emotional currency. I'm going to make an example from our relationship. Kobe and I <laughs> have very different values, exchange rates, for something like um, a clean bathroom. Yeah. Yep. So, we can all agree that a clean bathroom is better than a dirty one. We don't disagree on that. How much are we willing to pay for a clean bathroom is very, very different. Mm. In Kyle's currency, um, the exchange rate for a clean bathroom is huge. I mean, it's millions of dollars. It's um, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. Yeah. For Kobe... <laughs> that same good that we can agree is good, like it doesn't cost her very much to want to clean a bathroom, to decide that it's it's time to clean or whatever. So what was happening early on and still happens in our relationship is Kobe says, yo, the bathroom's dirty. And I'm like, yeah, it sure is. <laughs> and she's like, well, like we need to clean this bathroom. And I'm like, uh, okay, like I, I guess we need to clean it. But I'm thinking in my head, like, man, cleaning a bathroom, that's a million dollars. You know what I could do with a million dollars? And Kobe's like, well, no, I mean, cleaning a bathroom is only 10 Kobe's. Yeah. Like, that's cheap. Yeah. For something that cheap that gives you so much value, you should be buying it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right? So for me, we're talking about the same thing, but it's super expensive for me. It's very cheap for her. And now when we look at the situation, we have tension. We have friction. Because I think that you're being stingy. Yeah. Because it doesn't cost that much. She and thinks I'm being think cheap. And you think that I'm being frivolous because you think it costs a ton. Yeah. Now, and that's kind of a bad example because no, we should be clean. Sense. But that's like, that's actually what's happening, sorry, behind the scenes. And this is how people who break up, they will almost always both say the same thing. They'll say, man, I just felt like I was giving so much and they weren't reciprocating. Yeah. Amazing how you can have two people. Or they didn't value it. Or they didn't value it. Yeah. Right. And, and what's happening is so often in life, we don't think about other people as their own independent country mm. where the value for something is completely different, where the currency buys different things. And also the very... Depending upon the region of where you go, right? You can even be in the same family unit and find that the same thing costs different amounts each for each person. person in the unit. Yeah. And so when you go in um, to a relationship, you have to be humble because you have to ask yourself and also ask the, the country that you're visiting, well, how much does this dollar mean to you? I know what it means to me. Yeah. But how much would you give me for it? And so what happens is... We're operating in relationships with this system of, like, deposits and withdrawals. If you yeah. got a bank account, you know when people put money in, it's great. It's when they withdraw it, it sucks. And Sad. at some point, you have no money. And if you try and get more, the bank will charge an overdraft fee. Yeah. So you're in the red now. You're operating in a way that, like, you're behind the ball. Yeah, that takes more than what you have. Yeah. It. Yes. It takes more than what you even have. And so what is going on in relationships, in like marital relationships and romantic relationships and in friendships. And at work. At, yes, at work, yeah. with your trainer, whomever. Like this is happening constantly yeah. where 
people are deciding that something needs to happen or that something is good, it's worth paying for. But the question becomes how much. Mm. And so this is how you have folks who um, you might be in a relationship with somebody who likes to go to the movies and dinner, but never wants, isn't adventurous, doesn't want to go rock climbing, doesn't ever want to do anything else. And that person may seem like they're barely putting in an effort mm. um, to the party that has a high value for non-standard adventure. dates and adventure and a low value for the norm. But maybe that person has come from an environment in their life where everything was so chaotic and hectic that they feel more value in situations that are stable and boring. Mm. That person might Or put, that they're not even boring to them. But they're not boring. Yeah. yeah. Because it's it's just what Restful. they desire. Yeah. So they may put a value of a million dollars on going to movies. And the person who wants advent adventure is like, uh, it's okay. But yeah. going, you know, zip lining would be a million dollars. Yeah. And so then you have like, well, you never do anything with me. You only want to take me to the movies. And then it's like, well, no, I what do you mean only take you to the movies? Go to the movies. It's great. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, like, if you start to think about it, you'll recognize this is happening constantly in the background of every exchange. Someone is depositing, someone's giving money, and then someone is having a withdrawal. Someone is taking something from them. Yeah. And go ahead, babe. And the value of understanding this currency is to understand where someone stands in relationship with you. Yes. Right? Do you feel loved by me? You know, despite my efforts, are you receiving love? Despite the fact that I deposited three times, were those three nickels <laughs> that I deposited three times valuable yep. to you? Yep. Or would you rather me wait until I have $5 and just deposit that all at once? Right. It's about making sure that we understand where we stand in relationship with other people, but also where we stand um, when it comes to receiving love as well. Like Kyle said, it takes humility, but it also takes honesty because <laughs> I can say that there are things in the beginning of our marriage and us dating um, beginning of our marriage. Like we're not just newly married, <laughs> but well, it's been a minute. Four years four is years. not a minute, Kyle. Bro, that's it. That's Marriage college. is like dog years. Four years is, is not is a minute. 28 years, bro. No, it's not a minute. Um, But there are times in the beginning of our marriage and beginning of our us dating where I, for fear of disappointing you, mm -hmm. again, that took codependency, um, would act satisfied with a deposit that actually did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the sake, for, but not 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 just out of fear, but for the sake of, 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 avoiding the fear of making you feel like you didn't do enough, because I knew it meant a lot to you. Yeah. But the honesty of saying that doesn't mean that much to me was like too much and too cringy, and so I just like let it skate by, right? But then five years later, you know. Yes. It's five like years that's later, just comes, not enough. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's just not enough anymore, you know, I, like, and not having to bite my tongue anymore and just being like, look, it's just not enough. I'm sorry. But like, it requires this honesty to say like, hey, I know you worked really hard to give this to me, but like, it's just not enough. Like, it, it doesn't move the needle for me. I'm still on E. Yeah. I'm yeah. still operating in the red, yeah. you know? And like, that's why it's, un it's important to understand what has what value to each person. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can then that person with a different value 
while maintaining healthy autonomy make us feel like our our bank accounts are relatively even. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there is reality. Most relationships fail, not because someone is giving everything and the other is giving nothing. What's most often happening is Kyle is giving a hundred Kyles. Kobe is giving a hundred Kobe's. But when the exchange rate comes through, we realize that Kyle's uh, 100 Kyle's convert to 30 Kobe's and and Kobe's 100 Kobe's convert to like 80 Kyle's. So what's really happening is like both people are giving and they do feel like they're giving a significant amount. But what's actually being calculated at the end of the day when when the balance comes due is that there's a slow, like consistent deposit. It doesn't matter for Kobe like Kobe is giving more every day than she's receiving. Even if on the yeah. surface it looks like the same amount is being offered. Yep, what's yep, yep. actually being gotten is slowly she her her account is being drained day after day after day after day after day. Even as the person across the room is actually depositing more money. They're giving money every day, but it's not it's not actually keeping up with what's being taken out. And yeah. then eventually Kobe hits the red. And now she hits overdraft fees. And now it's like, you know what? I love you. I appreciate your little hundred dollars. Your little hundred dollars. Your little hundred dollars is great. <laughs> but at this point, I've given so much. And more importantly, I've lost the capacity to keep giving. Yeah. It's not even that I don't want to necessarily, though. That, that would be healthy, too, by itself. Right. But it's like, hey. I literally the, have nothing. The bank called. I don't got nothing left. They about We're to close in the my red. account. Yeah, yeah. And even if I wanted to give you more, I simply have no more. Yep, 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 yep. And that's not selfishness. That's a reality of currency. We don't get mad at the bank for being like, wait, you mean I took out all the money I got, but you saying I don't got no more money? <laughs> They're like, uh, yes, actually, yes, you, that's exactly what There's nothing left, yes. We don't call them selfish. We say, okay. We well, say that's reality. And And then we tell you, hey. You got to manage your money better. <laughs> yes. Yes. And a lot of us have to learn how to manage our emotional currency better. And like something you said, when you hit that red because you feel you're giving 100 a day and what that person is giving to you is equivalent to $20 a day. Mm-hmm. And so even though you're giving at the same rate, you're not actually giving the same amount. Yeah. And let's say I hit that red first, right? That's when resentment builds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then what can happen is the flip, the switch can flip. Now that I'm in the red, I'm like, I need you to give me a hundred of your dollars every single day for three months, right? And then I, one, I'm feeling resentment and obligation that you must do that for me. But now the person and the other party, because we didn't understand currency between in our relationship, is like, dang, you're 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 sucking me dry. Yeah, you're trying to fleece me. Yeah, like, you're, we're in a relationship. Right. I thought we loved each other. Right. Like you're sucking me dry. Like all you want to do is take, 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 not realizing that they were the person at one point that was take, take, taking, but not even realizing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 This is so. I mean, if you're in a relationship, you're probably at this point being like, "Oh yeah, yep, I I know exactly what you're talking, exactly what you're talking about," or at least you're starting to see it. Um, and if you've ever been in a relationship, it probably ended because of this. Yeah. All the things on top of it, they are just goods. 
It's just a, it's a it's a gallon of milk. It's a block of cheese. It's it's gas in the car. It's whatever. But at the end of the day, you had to buy it with something. Yeah. Right. And so we live in this environment where things are constantly being given and taken and drafted and overdrawn and all in the middle of it are different exchange rates, which makes it super complicated. And so what happens is we have a whole lot of people who are feeling the effects of their account balances and have no idea why they have more money or less money from day to day. Yeah. When we talk about emotional literacy, what we're really talking about is the ability to recognize when a dollar means something to you and when it doesn't. Yeah, why I'm drained around this person and why I'm not drained around someone who is similar. Yes, yes, because we've all met the person that had all the traits of someone that is like a great friend to you and so it's, oh, you guys would be great friends. They're like, they're just like you Mm -hmm. or just like you. It's not necessarily a great thing in emotional currency, by the way, but we can get to that in a second. Um, They're just like you or they're just like someone you're friends with and somehow, at the end of the day, they may give all the same things another friend does, but it just doesn't feel the same. And you just you just don't connect. That's what, you know, th- that is because of this emotional currency reality. Another thing I'll say is, very often, what's happening is that the reason why it, in, <laughs> in movies and stuff... Um, Opposites will attract, and also in real life, uh, opposites will sometimes attract. Uh, you'll find that it's much easier to maintain a relationship in which your exchange rate is favorable. I.e., yeah. there are things that I do for Kobe that mean almost nothing to me, and they mean so much to her. Yeah. Or, or at least they don't mean they don't cost me that much. And they mean a lot to her. Um, that is what, honestly, it's those those small places where I have a favorable exchange rate that are the only reason our accounts can ever be in balance in some way, shape, or form. And I'm still trying to be intentional about adding more um, than I'm taking from her. Uh, but oftentimes you'll find that when you're around people that are just like you, they have exchange rates that are just like yours. And it's really expensive to be with them. And you'll you'll find that actually you don't necessarily like being around people that are just like you. Yeah. Because there's not enough money to go around. <laughs> yeah, all of us are in the red. Every single person. We are all in the red. And, and this is actually um, love languages. They're yes. just a function of emotional the currency. Currency, yes. Right? So if you're trying to think that. of a different way to think about it, we talk about love language all the time. Physical touch. I'm physical touch. What they're really saying is your touch might only cost you a dollar, but by the time it gets to my bank, it's a hundred. Yeah. You need to do that as much as you can. Yeah. And vice versa. Like, oh, like, yeah, touching me is great and all, but when you say things, like when you speak well of me, yeah, that means the world to me. Like, Kobe loves when I say wonderful things about her. Yeah. It means nothing to me, to be, not because it doesn't mean anything, but just... He's like, I, show me. I think so well of Kobe that for me to say something is like, okay, what did that... That cost me nothing. I don't have to make yeah. anything up. Yeah. I'm not stretching. The cost for me is so low to say wonderful things about Kobe because I 
genuinely think she's wonderful. It's easy for me. Yeah. But if Kobe doesn't always think well of herself, yeah. and it costs her a lot to say something well of herself, yep. then when she hears it, she's intuiting, man, this is so valuable. Yep, and this is where understanding your partner's trauma comes, where how that intersects. Preach. Right? Because my personal trauma intersects with shame. And when I'm in a shame spiral, I can't remember the good things about myself. Bro. And that's why I need an external voice to remind me of my God-given identity, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm so glad you brought up trauma because early in our relationship, and even to this day, um, in, in some small ways, what's really going on in ways that we haven't been able to connect is a lack of understanding how the trauma affects the exchange rate. Yeah. Because trauma, if you've listened to any of our podcasts, trauma is not normal. Yeah. It destabilizes a stable ecosystem. Yeah. The exchange rates will make a lot of sense and then you'll hit on trauma. <laughs> and then it'll be like, wait, that Inflation, doesn't even connect. Recession. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but you'll have someone who, um, if you cook for them, they're head over heels. Yeah. If you open the door for them, it's like, oh my gosh, that's so great. Yeah. Like if you all these different serve acts of services for them, they love it. Yeah. The one time you anticipate their need too much. Doing my laundry. And do their laundry I for them. I hate when they'll, people do my laundry. They'll flip. I literally, and I know this is like weird, when I go to people's houses, I literally, and like we're staying somewhere, like when we go somewhere for Thanksgiving, where mm-hmm. I will hide my clothing. I will, like, put my clothes, my dirty clothes in a bag, tie it up, cover it with a towel, stick it under a bed, because I don't want you washing my clothing. Because I'm very intentional about the clothes that I buy, and people don't read directions when they wash clothes. Mm -hmm. So now this outfit, this jumper I've only worn once, is completely shrunken because you want to do something nice for me, but I only want you to do something nice if you're an intentional person when it comes to my clothes. So you can wash the dishes for me, you can make the bed for me, thank you, so sweet, don't touch my clothes. And, and the, the fact of the matter is, underneath that, that doesn't make logical sense on the surface. Yeah. Stuff is stuff. If you like people doing stuff for you, then you should always like people doing stuff for you. Right? But... No, to an extent. Well, like, well, yeah, I, I get I just, what you're... In the general theme. But what's different is trauma enters the picture. Yeah. So, if you have money trauma, say yes, you never really... Woo. Whether you were rich or poor, but if you never felt like you had enough... And maybe you always wore hand-me-downs. Maybe, like, for whatever reason, you just didn't have the clothing you liked. Yep. Like, Kobe, to this day, and she's mentioned it before, and that's the only reason I'll say it, but she will sometimes have, like, shame about buying nice things for herself. Yep. Whereas, like, she may leave town and come back, and I'll be like, she'll be like, what's this from? I'm like, oh, I ordered some food, or I went out to eat, or I took Levi here, and I may have spent $100 over the weekend, and... She, but she never would. She's trying to now, which is like a weird thing. But like, um, my trauma does not meet me in that area. I yeah. never wonder like, I don't deserve. I don't deserve a twenty dollars shirt. I don't deserve a ten dollars shirt. But, but she does sometimes, yep. right? And so Absolutely. it's it's not just like oh Absolutely. like uh, I don't like when people don't touch my clothes, you know, touch my clothes or don't read directions. It's the idea that you could ruin something that costs so much emotional currency for her to buy. 
I feel seen. Yes. Like, I am very... I don't buy clothes very often. Nope. I feel a lot of... Um, and have felt and do feel a lot of shame about buying things that are nice or yep. things that like are over. Growing up, if, first of all, if you grew up in an African home, your parents never bought you a pair of shoes over $20. I know that for a fact. Don't lie to me. <laughs> Period. Don't lie to me. You never had, you know, and like, but, and I never, my clothes were never an issue growing up. It was never like, I felt like, oh man, if I had nicer clothes, like I never felt that way. Yeah. But when I grew up and started having my own money and I saw how expensive clothes were, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, do I really want to spend that much money on one shirt? Yeah. But I really like this shirt. But it would be, would it be foolish of me to spend... Yeah, I mean, like, and it, like I'm serious. Like you've seen yeah, me go yeah, this back yeah, and yeah. forth of like, I I need a new shirt and I need a white one, but like, do I want to spend that money? Kobe will put necessary items in the Amazon cart for months, yeah. months, <laughs> trying to like muster up enough, I guess, emotional currency to actually click the button. Yes. And and so the reality is like trauma comes into the picture. There's an ecosystem and an economic reality that does make sense. And then trauma comes in, it destabilizes. It's like, oh, yep. Um, doing something for me. That's a dollar. That's a dollar. That's a dollar. That's a dollar. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Those dishes didn't cost me anything. Yeah. The the food didn't cost me anything. Yep. That $7 shirt cost me 10,000 Kobe dollars. <laughs> yes. yes. If you mess up my $10,000 shirt, oh my gosh, which yeah. is what it means to her now, yeah. like you you've put yourself in such a deficit that it it would I've ruined probably 14 pieces of clothing, maybe more way of Kobe's, more. way more. Way more. And I knew she was upset, and it took me a while to realize, like, how much I was costing her. Yeah. Because it was like, I was just like, babe, I'll because buy you I, another one. Yeah, and I wouldn't, I would not have the emotional capacity to go buy another one. Yes. I have, like, I don't know, maybe this is my own thing, but sometimes I struggle with this, like, humanitarian mm-hmm. shame. <laughs> you know, I think, and I'm like, man, this shirt could buy dinner for five families. Do I really need it? You know, and like... Mm-hmm. And it's it just like spirals into this like, how am I contributing to the oppression and sin of other people, other people's lives, you know? And like I know not everyone gets that deep, but like for me that is genuinely hard. Yeah. Um, because I've seen you know I I've lived on both ends of the spectrum. You know, yeah. I grew up, we grew up, I grew up super happy, but we grew up with not a lot of money at one point, and it was very brief for me in my life. I don't remember much of it, but then we grew up with money, and we yeah. were great, you know? And, and like, for me, I remember having shame when going to other people's houses and seeing they didn't have all that I had and being yeah. like, dang, like, and it, like, kind of, like, just, I don't know, put this thing in my head where I'm like, you don't deserve yeah. You don't des- like I didn't ask for this. I didn't create this for myself. So you don't deserve this, you know. Um, I'll go on my little spiral in a second. So <laughs> we're gonna take the exit to B right now. But yeah, it it you're absolutely right. It takes more of me emotionally to buy something that I really want and really like than it does to actually buy it with money. Yeah, and so. One of the things, like, if you're in a friendship, any sort of relationship, maybe at work this will be difficult, but I guarantee if you simply start asking questions, if you start assuming that you don't know how the exchange rate works, I guarantee you will find ways that you have been asking the people around you 
to pay far more than you would ever want them to pay for things that seem like they're not worth very much at all mm. and vice versa. And so, you know, as we try and like tie together like the family systems theory, the fact of the matter is that every family has its own, it's its own country. It's got its own currency that means different things to different people at different times. And unless you're in the system, it can be super complicated. But even within it, it's not just that someone really has to play the family hero and the other one, everyone has made someone else the scapegoat. Yes, that's happening. But there's also this exchange rate going on behind the scenes. There's this monetary, like, someone's in a deficit and the family didn't realize they were in a deficit and, and has continued to ask things of them that they simply cannot pay for, which mm. builds resentment and bitterness and anger and the belief that you are simply unseen because you are at the same time that other people in the family system are saying, but look, you've gotten the same things everyone else has gotten. Yeah. There's five people in the family. Everyone's getting this about the same amount. There might be a dollar missing here or there, but you're acting like you like, like we don't even feed you. You're acting like we don't even care about you. I did that. I took them to dinner. I took you to dinner. You know, I went to their game. I went to your game. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you did. And on the surface, it can feel like you are crazy. It can feel like if you're operating in this way where you haven't been aware of emotional currency, you can really feel like ashamed that you don't feel what you're quote unquote supposed to feel because you've been getting my my dad gave my sister $100 and he gave me $100, but it just didn't feel the same, same way. Yeah. And and then the, the family system and the people around you can make you feel stupid like or like you're gaslighting, like you're selfish in all these different ways when actu actually you you have a legitimately different exchange rate. Mm. Like, and <laughs> as you begin to understand that all of life is currency, all of There's life. a reason we say that Jesus paid it all, right? And we mean that, you know, like it, that has value for us because he gave something that was valuable. The gospel hinges on the fact that what Jesus did cost him so much that it paid through this emotional currency exchange rate that it pays for all of everyone else's sin, yep. right? So like, it's not just like, oh, we live in capitalist society. So that's why you're thinking of it this way. This is like... <laughs> This affects it's, universal. it's a universal law and a principle. And I guarantee you cannot find a relationship in your life where if you reduced it down to dollars and cents emotionally, you wouldn't find that the ones that you enjoy are the ones in which for some reason that person is giving you probably a little more than you're giving them. That is oftentimes what happens, except very often God will place us in relationships with people who don't have that favorable exchange rate. Yeah. Um, and he's not doing that because he doesn't care or anything like that. It's because so often until you're encountered with someone who desperately loves you, but is somehow unable to fill your account the way that people who barely like you can, mm. you're not forced to reconcile that you have real ways of viewing currency. Yeah. And, and that was like, this is, this is the struggle in marriages. People have friend groups 
in which the exchange of the currency is being given is so easy, it's so natural, it just works, and the accounts are always in the black. Like, they're always good. There's always enough money in the account. Yeah. And then they, they're in a marriage where the exchange rate isn't, like, that easy, right? And things cost more than they, quote-unquote, should. And the efforts that you give in all of your other relationships don't mean as much to the person on the other end. And so if without this conversation about emotional currency, you have family and friend systems that are all saying, dude, a dollar is worth a dollar. She's tripping. Yeah. And then, you know, and on the flip side, it's like, well, he's supposed to clean the bathroom. He don't get points for that. Like, you know, Listen, or he's supposed to take care of his kids. A dog the takes care of their kids. Someone, some wife leap when you said that. And it's not wrong, yeah. right? Like, it's it's not incorrect. It's just not intuitive. Like, you're not seeing yeah. the full picture. It doesn't mean that I don't need to clean the bathroom. I don't even like talking about the bathroom. Uh <laughs> But it doesn't mean like that I don't have a responsibility um, to get my wife what she needs. But it does mean that as Kobe and I are talking about something as simple as the bathroom, it must be acknowledged that Kobe feels safest and most peaceful in clean environments. Yeah. If you check my dorm room, you check any place I've lived in outside of being in marriage, you'll find the truth. I don't necessarily care how clean my environment is. It doesn't give me what it gives Kobe. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean that she's like wrong for for needing that, but it does mean that I have to acknowledge that this is more than my wife nagging me about a bathroom. It's more than my wife nagging me about wanting to do something other than watch TV. It's more than, you know, it's more than like her being selfish with her time or attentions or whatever. There's currency being exchanged. And so um, I guess to, to put a bow on it, we'd encourage you to start looking at the people in, in your life and in the places where you have the most friction, I guarantee a huge amount of that friction is due to a lack of understanding of what is being bought and paid for. Um, until I understood that Kobe's shirt cost more than nine dollars from boohoo to her none of it made sense plus shipping because then i would be upset because she would like be so so angry at me and i'm saying like why would you be so angry and so mean towards me for something that costs so little i'm like i literally wore it once you destroyed it but yeah you're right you're right And, and then so i now her anger towards me is withdrawing from my account yeah. Even as my inability to see why she's so angry is withdrawing from her account. Yep. <laughs> right? Just both broke. And now we both end up feeling like, really? All I've done for you and you're upset over a shirt? Like, yeah. all I give to you on a daily basis, blah, 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 and you're upset over a shirt? And then on her and it's like, really? Like, all I do for you, all I, all I offer you, all the ways that I've been there for you... And you can't, like, you can't even see this. Yeah. Right? And she's not wrong, and I'm not wrong. But there's some emotional currency at play. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so we'll talk about this more. We'll talk about the way that it affects personal relationships and, and work and all the different ways that it, it affects us. But it should be noted that, like, this is always happening. There are no relationships in which this is not happening. 
And if we want to love people well, and if we want to understand where we fit and how we can fit and how we can actually be bring peace to a system or how we're going to how the heck we're going to retire ourselves from a family system in a way that not only um maybe doesn't kill the whole family because you might care about that but regardless of what it affects the family we t- she talked about michael jordan the last episode now michael jordan left the bulls to go to baseball to come back and there's this reality that if you don't know what you're receiving from an organization it's very difficult to find <laughs> what you're actually looking for. Yeah. So yeah. start asking yourself and start really investigating the emotional currency in your life. I guarantee that as you start to think about it and you start to actually ask questions um, to the people in your world, you'll find that you've been paying a lot for things that didn't really cost very much. And there's some ways that you've been withdrawing and and getting goods from people you love that cost far more than you ever could have imagined. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for listening and sticking with us, um, especially in our new series. We can't wait to share more and talk more. And um, if you haven't already, check the show notes for our Patreon. We'd love for you to join the family. We'll talk to you soon. Until the circle comes back around. Bye, y'all. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world to us. If you guys didn't know, we just reached the top 200 mental health podcasts in the U.S., and we want to keep pushing. So make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Also, join our Patreon. It's $10 a month. You get mental health resources from a licensed trauma therapist. I mean... It's pretty amazing. It's an amazing family. So join the inner circle. Plus, we dropped our merch. It's been a crazy time and the slogan, protect your peace, has never meant more. So grab your t-shirt, hoodie, or crew neck when you get the chance and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.